Okay, boys and girls, men and women. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's non-binary. Wait a second. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. From where? Autism One. What city? Mesa, Arizona. And how many times will I forget that during the broadcast? Probably plenty. It's basically a suburb of Phoenix. And uh, we're having a great time here, reunion time, with a lot of wonderful, loving, and healing people and smart people, doctors, scientists, PhDs, moms, dads, everything. The families are here. And we're going to do a special broadcast. We should have some great surprise guests. I'm going to tell you some of the surprises. Brian Hooker. We might get Judy Mikovich back on. Our good friend and super supporter, Lori Harvey, who I had a wonderful... Well, we'll talk about that. There's a lot to do. There's also um, um, some sad news I'm going to be revealing momentarily, as well as uh, another... Uh, larger than life icon that has contributed to to my life personally and to all of us and our health uh, has passed from this great place as of last night. I'll, I'll announce that in a moment and talk about that. Uh, but I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that Super Don has got at least half of his brain still working. And between us, we got a full one and we're going to make it through. So let's get ready to start the Robert Scott Bell Show right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Okay, we are live from the Autism One Conference, and uh, don't touch that dial in case you're catching us. Uh, or, or it feels a little early for some of you, but yes, uh, uh, we're time zoning out, and I've got to be on stage uh, at the time that I'm uh, well normally broadcasting. So we're going to do a little of both today. I want to be on with uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, uh, Dr. Stephanie Seneff, and uh, and others. Uh, so there's a lot going on here, and, and we just kind of flex and flow with it, and I hope that you do too in life. Uh, what is it that uh, while we make plans, God laughs? <laughs> I take that with good humor, honestly, and try to be funny about it and silly about it. But there are, of course, many serious issues that we're confronting, and uh, honestly, confronting that last night was one about the passing of Ed Aranga, Terry and Ed Aranga, uh, instrumental in establishing Autism One decades ago now. And uh, this vision, this mission that they've had and that Ed had, and Ed, uh, again, passed away in, in December of just last year, not long ago. But uh, we did a memorial for him, and it was obviously very emotional and moving. I'll talk about that today as well. But I woke up this morning to uh, messages from my dear friends. They're like family to me, the Quintos. Uh, those of you who know uh, Sovereign Silver and Argent 23 and now Sovereign Copper, the technology that well, the leap in technology that made those products possible, uh, it, uh, an icon, if you will, and a friend and a mentor, Stephen Quinto, uh, passed away last night. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm in shock a little bit I'm, and, and, you know, I mourn his loss or for his family that loses the direct link, you know, on physical plane reality. Uh, but I know that Stephen's doing just fine, uh, continuing his mission and his passion. And he's he's someone that uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, back when uh, I was transitioning from the Atlanta area and, and an opportunity opened up many, many years ago in the, in the what, early mid 2000s, 04, 05, something like that. Uh, there were massive hurricanes that hit Florida that year. And I was transitioning out of what I've been doing for many years. And of course, still as a homeopath and a healer dedicated to, to helping people. And uh, I, I just I remember getting a call. Uh, from Stephen uh, Quinto, 
Uh, and I had been talking and I'd been seeing, I'd seen, you know, Sovereign Silver, the family, I'd seen them at trade shows for a number of years and was introduced to the Sovereign Silver product at the time. And, and because I was a homeopath, I was detoxifying my patients, including children from metals, heavy metals. I didn't dive into the deep end of Sovereign Silver. I really had to look deep, deep, deep into the technology that they claimed that they had, you know, made a leap in to produce a hydrosol product that was in the colloidal family that was so powerful yet so safe because it could be used at extremely low concentrations that would never ever ever create a toxic issue for a child much less an elder person or anybody in between and so i was investigating it's like hey you know maybe i could do something with them that's that'd be a really interesting fascinating journey uh and and i went down and i had visited already and looked at uh, what they had produced under electron microscopy and i was just blown away because you know, Stephen Quinto and the family, I mean, they were, they were very serious about what they were doing. No dietary supplement company has a, an electron microscope. And I, I said, oh, you know, I, I'm intrigued by what you're doing. I think it's really great. And I still had to do a lot of learning. But then I got this call. I think it was like in October of, was it 0405? I just don't remember at this moment. I'm, I'm, my mind is dizzy with everything that's happened. And he said, hey, um, would you help us? Uh, cover a, a, a medical event, a trade show out in like Arizona, where I am now, funny enough. And I, at that time, I lived in Georgia outside of Atlanta. And I said, yeah, sure, I'd be happy to help you out. When do you need when do you need me to go and, and what show is it? And he says, well, I need you to go to Arizona. And I said, OK, when? What show? It's this medical show and I need you to go there tomorrow. <laughs> what? Tomorrow? Well, apparently, you know, it, not apparently, this is what happened. They had like two or three hurricanes that season. One of them just hit. All power was down. Planes weren't getting in and out. There was nobody going anywhere. And uh, one of the elder bro uh, brothers, sons of Stephen, uh, Seth, had had a motorcycle accident and it split his, you know, cracked his, his uh, skull open. I mean, it's like one thing after another. It's like, oh, my gosh. And so as it were, as it was, I said, I'll do anything to help. So I ended up going, you know, jumping with both feet in at that moment, helping people out to understand silver that I was learning rapidly about. But Stephen Quinto was a, a, a man that owned airlines, was a, a, a business magnate, but also was someone who cared very much about humanity and the planet. And uh, after retiring from natural immunogenics, his sons took over Theo, Ben, Seth and now Jesse doing amazing, amazing work to keep that legacy alive. And he and his wife, uh, Stephen's wife. Ruth went out to the jungles of Vanuatu to establish a kind of a, uh, a sustainable community, not because of a globalist agenda, but because they genuinely wanted to find a way that they could honor the planet that they loved so much and that they lived on and, and wanted to do better and show others that it can, can be done. Uh, but in my journey with him, again, it was always enjoyable to have uh, deep, deep discussions about things all the way into the spiritual realms, purposes of being here. And you know, I remember at the time they they had uh, gone uh, all raw as far as their diet. I'm just this is me reminiscing with no script here. I'm just thinking about the good things that Stephen brought to my life and his wife and the family. And I, you know, I began to work with them more on site and uh, do some product development and uh, resulting in that that gel that you guys know about the sovereign silver gel and the Argentin gel with homeopathy. But uh, working with him and having lunches where we would have just all organic raw food and and i had been at one point in my journey of recovery i had gone organic and vegetarian because uh, i was so sick and toxic that i needed to detoxify but when i met stephen and ruth at the time nicola 
we talked about the quality of food being important as well. So it wasn't just about raw and vegetarian. It was about eating clean versions, going organic. And so I had that little impact and influence as we came together in that regard and just enjoyed it. Now, as I ate a raw diet, I, I began to get smaller and smaller and smaller. I had to moderate, modulate what I ate. And of course, now, you know, just being all organic and there are times where, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not all raw anymore. But the point is the journey of discovery, the camaraderie, the sharing of the passion, all of that. I can't say thank you to Stephen Quinto enough for what he did. And, and I will tell you this as well. Um, you know, I've talked about my kids being not vaccinated. Never have they had a vaccine. Now, my son is 22. My daughter is 17. And my daughter was a real little baby when they were still around. Uh, and, and they got to know Elijah a little better. And they loved him dearly as well. Appreciated him. And both the kids. And I also talk about my kids never having once had an antibiotic. This is because of Stephen Quinto. Yes, I have homeopathic remedies that address infection and I've utilized them before, but there are times where we are overwhelmed. Our systems are, are temporarily just wiped out and that opportunistic uh, bacterial infections may emerge. And what could I do? You know, I, I'm not ignorant of the, the, the life-saving interventions that can happen from using an antibiotic, but I did not want to have to use them ever. And so I just, I just, you know, I got to say thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for all that you brought to so many and probably not probably, but definitely millions of people around the world have benefited with this technological leap that became known as Sovereign Silver and Argent 23. I'll have more stories to share. This is just me rambling at the moment uh, about the loss of another icon, another, another soul that has impacted me and my life and my family. And again, many people around the world will always look back with gratitude for what Stephen has done and the family that continues in his, in his tradition, his legacy, as I said, with Ed Oranga and his loss. And, you know, it's a season where a lot of people are checking out and I, you know, uh, Lori Harvey lost her husband, you know, some months ago, we'll talk with her about that journey as well. And that continuity of life, recognizing that, you know, we are spiritual beings having physical experiences. We have a time and an expiration date, not in infinity, but in a physical sense. Uh, but that life goes on and that the legacy of the people in, in my life, I, I love to, uh, uh, you know, honor and I treasure it. Um, and, it and it's sad when they check out. But good Lord, uh, we got to continue on in this journey. So uh Salute you, Stephen Quinto, and we'll have more to say about that as, as the days and weeks uh, progress here. Um, Super Don, I know you're still there doing a lot of things behind the scenes, and uh, I want to uh, uh, bring you in here. Uh, I know some people don't know what time it is. I hardly do. <laughs> <laughs> but for those uh, that are watching this, when they watch it, it's, it's okay. Yes. It doesn't expire. The information is good. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, maybe it's a nice surprise, right? Ha, ta-da. Yeah. Good morning. Robert Scott Bell. Yeah. Yeah. And just for, for anybody who's watching, just to let you know, um, if you're like in the middle of something because you're usually used to watching the show at the normal time, this yeah. will replay yeah. again at the normal scheduled time. But because of time constraints and stuff, we had to start early. So yeah. if you need to go back to what you were doing and don't yeah. want to miss the show, you can come back at noon uh, Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and, and it will replay. Yeah, we're joined right now by my good friend, Brian Hooker, another one of these people that has impacted. Move, move, move the camera over. 
Move it over even more. Whatever. We're good. Keep going. There we go. Hey, out there in TV land. Yeah, this is Brian Hooker, PhD, my good buddy, and we've connected. And, and uh, Super Don, when we when you were at the autism one years ago, was Brian there with us too at that yep. time? Yeah. yeah, we all got to meet. Yeah. yeah, we've we've gotten to meet. I've got to meet Super Don in person. I realize he's much bigger than like that tiny screen. Right. Well, it's funny because yeah. our friends <laughs> Ty and Charlene Bollinger don't think he's real. They think he's a hologram because. They've never met him in person like you have. It's very hard for me to travel. It is. That was a window of an exceptional window there when my wife and I were able to travel around and stuff. But we got so much going on at home. It's just I can't. Yeah. It's just too, too it's hard. It's hard. You, Grant, Grandpa Super Don. So. To totally get it. Yeah. Totally get it. So. so and he lives, you know, he lives not in far God's from you, country. Right? Yeah. Not too far. It's beautiful there. Where did your sister move to? My, I was just going to say that my sister just bought a house in Wairica. So how far is Wairica? Wairica is about an hour. Okay, yeah, an hour from and me. It's an hour and a half from here. So it's right. nice and, and nice and cool up there compared to Redding. where you are. Redding so, is above one hundred and ten right now. So, so super yeah. Don, next time you go to Wairica, we'll find out if Brian really likes you or not. If he comes and sees you an hour away, <laughs> please let me know. I will do it. You <laughs> for you, Super Don. I will do it. I've been stranded. In Wairika, I actually hit a deer. Oh, really? In Wairika. Oh. oh, man. Well, outside of Wairika, and that's where. How did you know, the car fare? A, uh, total. Total the car, yeah. Airbags. Darn deer. The whole, wow. you know, my son was with me. We had like, we had burns from the airbags. Yeah. And, wow. Um, wow. Ended up having to stay the night at a, in a hotel, and my wife came up and picked us up the next day. Oof. And it was just, it was a crazy, crazy ordeal and having a uh, having an affected child and being on i5 oh my gosh you know and completely you know and and it was by the grace of god he was he's he's very very compliant he is um and he really kind of understood yeah this is not a normal situation when like airbags deploy wow and so um we were absolutely yeah. fine but i do have fond memories of why rika black bear diner there where we you it's know, a nice little town it really it's is nice, yeah. nice nice little place nice you know tucked away and um and very very i think the population is like nine or ten thousand or something yeah. like that oh, it's no no it's not not really big at all so listen super d i know you've got to do a lot of stuff behind the scenes so i'm trying not to bother you during the broadcast. No, you're good you're good i just i haven't had a chance to get the newsletter put together yet so okay. I, and that's very important so i'm going to get i'm going to work on that as i can here all right so brian and i are going to continue ch chatting about some of the stories you put together also we want to uh, also reminisce about ed oranga also I don't know, Brian, you heard me talking about Stephen Quinto, who's the, so sorry. the man that made the technological breakthrough to make Sovereign Silver and Argent 23 possible. Mm -hmm. Just passed away last night. I'm so and sorry. I, I met him for the first time in Nashville. You met him once, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, he's, he's so kind. Yeah. So, oh, he so loved gracious. you. I mean, he appreciated so much people that really made a difference that like mm -hmm. you have and you know i know because of your son we talk about you know being in the on seriously on the spectrum and that's why we're here at autism one as well and that's why we honor ed oranga right uh, right in his life because it, it brought us together in a way we would have never probably met but and you know this is not an easy thing to to say hey there's a community of people out there that are desperate in need of help mm -hmm. and there are doctors and scientists some of who know things others don't and we need to bring them all together Right. So that we can learn and teach and help and heal. And that was part of the, you know, what we did the memorializing yesterday. And you had a beautiful uh, talk as well. For, yes, for you Ed did. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, that was that was really, really touching. And, you know, Ed is 
going to be sorely missed. And, you know, I remember uh, it was this time last year, uh, they had a one day Autism One uh, conference in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And it was that week that um, Ed was diagnosed with cancer that same week and he was in the hospital. So he and Terry couldn't be at the conference. And so, you know, it just seemed like one thing after the other with them because, you know, Terry had had some health issues as well. Um, and, and plus taking care of a severely, you know, autism spectrum kids. You know? Right. So right at the same time. So yeah. it was just, you know, it was absolutely too much. But, you know, when you look at the legacy that they have left and, you know, the things over the years, I started in autism one in 2012. So I'm a little bit late to the party. Yeah. Um, but, you know, over 20 years of these conferences, getting people together, getting thought leaders together, you know, bringing um, practitioners and making it affordable for parents. You know, I was talking to an individual this morning that who was, she, her family couldn't afford it. She was on scholarship. She was on scholarship. And those are the things that, you know, um, Ed and Terry just um, made sure happened every single year. So. And I, I mentioned that because Ed had reached out to me before I knew anything about the community, even mm-hmm. other than knowing, yes, of autism and things. My children got, I'm so grateful that I learned of this before I was even married, much less had children, the dangers of vaccines and et cetera. So I wasn't affected in the same direct way, even though I had had an adverse event to the smallpox vaccine when right. I was a child. We were old enough to get that, right? Right, right. Yeah. Did you have, you have the gun or yeah. was it an injection? I don't even remember how they did or, it, but yeah. regardless, you got that pox and. And I had you know, re-inoculated myself by falling asleep on it as a young child. Oh and it created such massive uh, migraine-like pains as a child. There were other things that happened. But, you know, Ed brought us together. He said, yes. you know, he knew, you know, I was a homeopath, but he also knew my radio show. I was doing it at the time weekly. And he said, we don't, we don't have any friends in media. And you are speaking out about this, which I was right from right. the get-go. Right. And so he said, I need you to, we, you need to be at Autism One. And I also want to say, Thank you to the folks at Sovereign Silver and Argent 23, because they also supported me to be at the autism one as well. And between the combination, we were able to help a lot of people as, you know, my lectures there, you attended and learned mm-hmm. a lot about right, silver right. at the time, exactly. especially uh, to learn about how do we deal with immune challenges? Uh, can we uh, address microbial dangers without endangering the person that mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to help? And, and that's what this is allowed. I mean, you've had a lot of experience with the silver formula since then. I have, you know, we use the silver formulation and also, you know, what I, what I discovered was that there are uh, neurotransmitters that are, you know, silver is an active neurotransmitter. And so there are receptors on neurons that are, that accept silver, you know, uh, and this particular formulation, when you look at the small, small particle size, this is the proper formulation in order to initiate, you know, that type of neural transfer yeah. and anything, anything that can, um, increase connectivity, you know, for my son, yeah. you know, because, because from a brain disorder, um, autism is a disorder of connectivity mm-hmm. and we are always fighting to create neural networks. So anything that we can do to enhance that, we really, really focus in on, um, you know, because that will help him from so much more of like a cognitive perspective, et cetera. Yeah. And again, you know, meeting Steve, 
for the first time. And, you know, I think he just gave me stuff. Yes. I just, I sat yeah. there, I, I sat there at, at, at the booth and you were, you, you were kind of next to them. And, you know, every time I go by the booth, I get like a free t-shirt or yes. I get more sovereign silver or sovereign copper. Right. And I'm like, boy, I gotta go to that booth a lot. No, but the, yeah. they really, as a family and Stephen so appreciated you and, you know, the Vax movie and sure. Wakefield and Dell, everybody to, to really want to support them and the, and their sons, of course, the brothers who you've met as well. Right, I really appreciate right. you too. And I remember and unlock the power to heal the book I wrote with my buddy, Ty, I said, I'm profoundly grateful to Stephen Quinto, founder of natural immunogenics for his miraculous breakthrough in hydrosol technology that allowed the creation of a form of silver that has potency beyond compare while carrying the safety profile of a homeopathic remedy. And that's why I was talking about the bioactive silver hydrosol and, uh, you know, to be able to utilize this without harm is important. And that was, you know, as I was lecturing early years in autism one, when we first met, I was still in an astonished place of recognizing what you just said about instead of a metal having a negative impact on the brain and nervous system, that we actually had a powerful regenerative impact. And of course, um, uh, you know, neuro uh, regeneration, but, but signaling, in other words, exactly. silver played a role there because of its conductivity, but to do so safely, like anything you use, you can use to excess. We know that. But we found a way and he found a way to make that available for us. So uh, it's been a profound advancement for many in the medical community mm -hmm. and the natural community, the research community to be able to uh, address things that are very real in terms of immune challenges among the autistic children and young adults now. Right. Uh, but to help them so they don't have to go on another antibiotic and another antibiotic, which is ripping their guts out. And they've already had gut damage from the initial oh, vaccine. Crap. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said yeah. crap. It's okay. Um, you, oh, no. They've oh, been no. Set, there's been worse said on this show. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is totally unbelievable to me. Yeah. But um, the, the thing that is, is such a plus is the safety profile. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I'm always looking for as a parent in terms of the different things that we use with my son, the different supplements that he gets, um, is what are going to be the side effects of that. And if you go, you know, the complete sort of allopathic medicine route, you're always dealing with, you know, anything that you get from an allopathic practitioner, you're going to have some type of side effect that is, you know, that you're having to deal with. But looking at, at, at um, Sovereign Silver, we we haven't experienced this any if there are side effects we have not really found out what those what those side effects are you know maybe good health is a side effect oh bummer yes exactly yeah. enhanced immunity exactly right yeah that you know that goes into the you know we've talked about um the kung fu of your own immune response not to mm -hmm. a hyper stimulate immunity but to facilitate white blood cell right. b lymphocyte engagement ros production and um I love being able to dig into science. I'm a nerd at heart. I'm not cool like Brian Hooker, who's an actual <laughs> scientist as a PhD. Uh, and and I just remember so so much doing these presentations. And when we first met, you would come up and you were so genuinely excited, enthusiastic. You were like mm -hmm. a little kid too. And and that to me is what the greatest part of what we call science is. The process of always discovering potentially something new, learning right, something new. Right. It's like you remember when you were a kid and every day you learned something new. We can do that as adults. But unfortunately, you, as you know, the scientific realm has become a, more of a cultural religion. And so people such as yourself and others of our friends in this community, Judy Mikevitz and many more that genuinely are so interested in, and so excited about discovery mm -hmm. and, and, and yet squashed and denigrated and, and, and you know, ad hominem attack right. because what we are discovering goes against the narrative even before covid but even more overtly came out at covid that we want to correct we want to kill you we want to limit you 
and what you know so that you, we can kill you easier. That's what I'm saying. These bad guys are really doing. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, and it's really unfortunate. You know, science to me is, is so much fun. We get to learn and we get to discover things every day. And, but yet I look at what scientism has done and it's, and it's, it's like the Grinch who stole Christmas and the <laughs> yeah. Grinch who stole science. Yeah. And you know, when you see the hubris of people like Anthony Fauci, who says, I am science. If you attack me, you've essentially attacked attack science. science. And I'm like, you know, I, I saw that, you know, if I, if I took him literally at, you know, at his word, he is science is like, Oh crap. I made the wrong career decision. I did uh, right. a long, long time ago. Right. I should have been an insurance salesman or something like that and not. Hey, there's Judy Mikevitz. And it's so funny. When I was checking into this hotel, there was a, a young lady. I, I She had to be maybe in her 20s. She's very young, but just mm -hmm. bright as can be. And I was talking about that we're here for this conference, the Autism One conference. Wonderful. And I said, uh, you know, there was a phone call that came into the front desk. This is the funniest thing. I'm sitting there right at where they're checking people in, checking me in. And a phone call comes. And this nice young lady was talking to somebody named Terry and there, oh, it, wow. it, it seemed to be an urgent call. I could feel there was tension. Something was happening. Mm -hmm. And and I said, is that Terry Aranga? She, she had put her on hold. I said, yeah. can I speak to her and see what I can do? And Terry was in a panic because she couldn't be here to help out. And right. And organize. Right, right. And, and Judy, uh, and, uh, uh, they, there was a room issue that they needed to renew their keys, but, Terry was under the impression that they were going to throw Judy Mikevich out of the room. Oh, no. And so no, I was able to calm Sorry. the waters and say, no problem. Mm -hmm. We just need to renew the key. They just need to know when they're checking out. And then, then I told I told the, the, the young lady at the uh, front desk that was checking me, and I said, do you know who Judy Mikevich is? She says, no, who's Judy Mikevich is? Well, let me just say it this way. Anthony Fauci doesn't like her. And, <laughs> and, and she said, Anthony Fauci? Ooh, then I like then I like her. I like Judy because she's like, <laughs> Fauci's a, he's a criminal. He's a creep. And she went on and on. I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh, yeah. a young person out of the blue working at a hotel that saw through all of the lies that she went mm -hmm. in on Obama, Biden. And it's like, and she's a young African-American woman. Wow. And not that. I mean, I said, yeah, you, you yeah, see that. No, and I that's... said, man, who are your parents? You're amazing. And I asked her, here's the fundamental bottom line question I wanted to get to, to answer. Red pills all around. Yeah. It's yes. like, how is it that you were able to see through all of the lies to say what you just said to acknowledge like Fauci's evil, all this COVID stuff is a scam. And she said, she pointed up, she just said, God, my connection to God, the spirit talks to me. And I said, mm -hmm. that's it. That's what we miss. And I say that as someone who's invested in science, not scientism and Brian Hooker, science, not scientism, that there is a great beyond all of this that we're trying to uncover through scientific methodology to mm -hmm. learn about creation, not to dominate and abominate, not to, you know, destroy it, that there is an appreciation and respect for the majesty of creation and that science should not be devoid of that spirit. In fact, it should be infused with it because it can guide us in discovery that could be helpful and not hurtful to us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, to, and, and cutting that off, I mean, you know, one of the things that really, really was enforced in the pandemic was cutting off our connection to the spiritual. I mean, you know, from, from lockdowns to closing down churches to, uh, you know, closing down gatherings to even what, even taking away the wonder of science from us. I mean, we are, you know, we're connected to God. We're absolutely connected to God and we have that creativity. You know, we have that, um, translucence. We have that, uh, uh, genuine like curiosity. And it seemed like the pandemic was like, well, let's tamp all that down 
and then you do just do as what you were told. Okay, you are a drone, and you will continue just to be that drone. You will do what you are told, and for goodness sake, please, please, please do not think on your own because that is completely and <laughs> right. totally dangerous. Critical thinking not allowed, and of course, if you are critical thinking, and if they can perceive that you have even a little bit of influence, like anybody's following you, right? on social media, they're gonna try and deplatform you and ban you. And that's actually our first official story, not right. to mention Liam Sheff and official stories of the day. Did you see this? You see if this comes up. Facebook has taken down the page for what they call the anti-vaccination organization run by Bobby Kennedy. And of course that's Children's Health Defense. That's and correct. you are, uh, I don't know, in an advisory capacity. You also- I, I, I'm currently chief scientific officer of Children's Health Defense. Yeah. And um, I do that. Uh, as well as my university appointment um, and it have been working in integrally, you know, with the organization. And the, obviously, what a what a slap in the face. What so Facebook huge... and Instagram have simultaneously deplatformed children's health defense uh, and denying more than half a million people access to the information that you are invested in terms of scientific validation, right. rational discussion. Uh, even peer review is not off limits, although a lot of peer review has become sham and scam peer review. Correct. And you point that out. And so what is it about this that happened? Why did it happen now? What is your perspective? The Hill is covering this. The right. Hill is covering yeah, it. Absolutely. And they, of course, they always say anti-vaccination as if it's bad to be against vaccination. Look, wherever you are in that, it's not I'm not concerned as long as you support choice, freedom. That's right, our fundamental right. agreement, whether you like them or not. So what is it that stimulated Facebook slash Instagram to deplatform CHD now. It's really interesting because we were in a, you know, we were in a time where we were basically shadow banned and in Facebook jail anyway. And so there was, you know, um, there was very little notice. It was very unceremonious. We didn't get any type of notification. You know, obviously, uh, Children's Health Defense is involved in a lawsuit against Meta. That's a, right, which is parent, Facebook, yeah. Facebook yeah, and yeah. Instagram. And the deplatforming involved five, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 500,000 people, uh, you know, that we're, were following us on these two social media platforms. And, you know, we were trying it's it's difficult we want to be able to reach out to these communities and there are tons and tons of people on facebook and instagram mm -hmm. so in some ways we were actually towing the line knowing that you know on these other alternative platforms uh that we can uh we can really you know blast out these major stories but we you know we were actually in some ways trying to be you know a little bit more conciliatory but yeah. this just unceremoniously came out of the blue yeah out of the blue there's you, you know um there there was uh, we there was nothing there was no action you know it wasn't like we were uh uh you know um throwing out these bombs on facebook no, and it Instagram. wasn't something that just no. happened it was just here you go you're done you're out done. of the blue we decided you are absolutely finished yeah so uh and it is it is so completely uh, unfortunate, you know, and um, the thing that was, you know, that if you if you try to access CHD's site on Facebook, it, you know, cites a, it, misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, nothing, 
nothing could be further from the truth. If, you know, if anything, we're, we have the correct line on what's going on with a COVID-19 vaccine and what Facebook is saying when they refer you to, you know, oh, well, CDC information on COVID-19 vaccine is the misinformation. So, you know, it's opposite day at, um, there's Facebook. Oh, there she goes. There she goes. We got some okay. wonderful people here. Wonderful if, you're, if you're not here too, yeah. at Autism One, we're going to try and give you a glimpse into it. And you mm -hmm. can still stop by. There's today and tomorrow and Sunday. And Sunday. Right, right. Ends at Sunday at noon. So, yeah. you know, if you're in the area or you can be in the area, they say this Arizona. is a great place to be. Yeah. Uh, I just think about the, the, the niceness, if you will, of a you, of a Brian Hooker. You're just a nice person. And I know, hey, look, we all have our dark sides. And sure. Oh, my goodness. We get angry. Yes. It's just human. But in reality, a kind, loving person, even Bobby Kennedy, I've met him. And he's compassionate. He cares so much about mm -hmm. people, the environment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's very conciliatory. He tries to make bridges to his, you know, former, let's say, colleagues of the Democrat liberal variety. Right. And they do nothing but trash him. Oh, yeah. Rare exception. And in this case, you know, those on the left that are applauding the censorship move. It's so antithetical to what they claim to be for all of those mm -hmm. decades ago, including going back to his uncle and his father. Exactly. Exactly. And it's and it's really such a shame. You know, you, you get this um, directly from the Biden administration, uh, unfortunately, through, you know, um, the, the person in the administration that invoked Bobby's name directly was his former communications director, Jen Psaki, and, you know, and basically calling for censorship for individuals. You know, I've, I've, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is incredible. He's an incredible man. He's an incredible visionary. And, um, he has lost, he's put so much on the line and he's lost so much because he stands for the truth yeah because he saw the truth he understood the truth and you know his making millions of dollars is not as important as saving children right and so he will yeah. you know he he put his you well, know what, yeah well, how is he altar. how is he honestly when they say well he's benefiting and profiting from blah blah, blah. he has lost so much in terms of economic uh, abilities capacities right. because of the stand he has taken against the vast majority of those multi-billion to trillion dollar industry that has allied against him mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, distance him or attempted to from his friends, his family, even his wife, they tried to, to create divisions. With right, him. right. And, and for what? Because he cared about the families, the moms especially, that approached him and said, hey, I know you're big on this mercury thing in the environment, Bobby, but have you seen what with the kids is happening with the shots? And Precisely. And that just led him to this whole other room where, you know, at that moment, Bobby Kennedy could have said, you know what? This is too much of a risk to my reputation moving forward. I appreciate I'm sorry about it, but I'm not going to help. Mm -hmm. But that's not what he did. No. He dove headlong into the science and investigated as he had been doing on environmental issues for, for decades. And he, it, it took him to this place, which has not been an easy place. Yet no. I have not seen him waver once. No. And, no. and, and he's even interacted. Let's Because we sometimes talk about if you are more conservative or Republican leaning, talking about reaching across the aisle and dealing with people and cooperating with people that you don't agree on much. But you have con it's the same thing for a Bobby Kennedy reaching across the aisle and working with people in the Republican Party that he might not agree with a lot, but finding that common ground. And this is to me a Ron Paul thing. Exactly. Where you find what you have in common and you work for a common goal there. Mm -hmm. And all of those other things are not important in, the, in those moments. No. And, and that's no. what I see. And that's what we must do because it's that division. 
who was it that, that said this recently? Uh, you maybe have seen it where you can p- have a jar and you can put black ants and red ants in mm-hmm. and they won't do anything to each other. It's like, they're fine. You shake that right, thing right. up violently and then they start attacking and killing one another. What is it about that Hegelian dialectic where we see these entities above and around us going, hey, let's see how we can foment hatred between two exactly, groups. And then exactly. they'll never get anything nice done and we'll conquer them easily. Mm-hmm. And it, it is so it's so, so insidious to see it. And we're, you know, such a divided country. And, you know, a lot of the, you know, what Bobby referred to as a lockdown liberals, he has recently reached out to. He's got a, uh, a new book out called A Letter to Liberals mm. uh, on Skyhorse Publishing. You know, this shameless commercial for it. But um, and he addresses, you know, the the basically old school liberal philosophy, the old school, um, you know, philosophy of democracy. Um, and, and he contrasts that to what happened in the lockdown. And it's like, he's, you know, this is, these are individuals who have marginalized him over and over again, called for a censorship. People like Elizabeth Warren calling directly for social media platforms to censor him. He's reaching back out to those individuals and and saying, look, you know, this is why I am doing this. And this is, you know, these are our, our fundamental principles and why I'm doing that. And at the same time, he reaches across the aisle all the time. You, yeah. you know, he is he does identify as a, a liberal. He does. A, uh, but he, he, is, he doesn't have Trump derangement syndrome. No, he doesn't. I mean, he acknowledges the things where he would disagree, as we do here about sure. things. But we don't go, oh, dismiss. And, and unfortunately, the left just went apoplectic and they lost their minds. They're not thinking clearly on almost anything right. because they're only driven by hatred and rage. Tell me what great things have happened on this planet when you're just driven by hatred and rage. Exactly. And so much of it boils down to identity politics. You know, if if um, if uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I, you know, used the identity politics principle, he and I would have never gotten off the ground from game one, you know, he, you know, white, heterosexual, male, uh, evangelical Christian, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, you know, it, it, that that type of divisiveness mm-hmm. would have never gotten us off the ground. But, yeah. you know, yet um, he and other individuals who are in this movement, who are like minded, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. No, we don't have to agree on it. And, and in many instances, we don't agree on it. And we're better when we can disagree honestly exactly. and still be pals like mm-hmm. it used to be. Right. That right. Was the thing. Right. Absolutely. We're better for it because we have unique perspectives. We're not all supposed to be in lockstep. That's not what we're encouraging here. I want people to be critical thinkers. I want Correct. my kids to think critically about things and engage in discussions and be okay with disagreement. Now, when it comes to violating my right or your right for mm-hmm. self-autonomy and bodily autonomy, that's something where we will not compromise. Correct. But I think that used to be something that the, the political left also said, hey, you know, my body, my choice. But that doesn't exist when it comes to vaccines and drug no. mandates and things. So there's cognitive dissonance everywhere. So I'm really thrilled that Bobby Kennedy has written a book kind of reaching out to them to yes. hopefully break that cognitive dissonance illusion, if you mm-hmm. will, break it down so they can see what's happened and maybe do better and we can all be better for it. So absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And now, you know, with all of the it's it's really, really odd, you know, that the CDC is sort of walking back all their mandates mm-hmm. and you know, walking back uh uh you know the restrictions on the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated now everything evidently we're all a big family again you know as far as the cdc is right. concerned yes. so what does 
you know, what does society do with that? What do we do with that? What do we do with all the mandates that were foisted on pay people that were illegal because yeah. this is emergency Pretend use authorization? it didn't happen, of course. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the CDC in a moment, but uh, okay. speaking I'm of Bobby, yeah. no, it's okay. We're getting there. Speaking of Bobby Kennedy and his uh, environmentalism, uh, I think he would love this product. I don't know if he knows about it, but this is Orange Guard. This is a pesticide made from the, the, the orange peel. Oh, basically wow. citrus peel. Okay. It's delimiting. Yeah. You distillate the limonene out. This is what nature uses to protect itself. And mm -hmm. you can utilize this. It, it's actually EPA regulated as a pesticide, but you can use it around organic agriculture. It's OMRI listed. Uh, you can use it in your kitchen, around your food. If your, your cats, your dogs, your, your kids are not going to be harmed by it. And when I say OMRI listed for organic agriculture, in other words, you can spray it. This is me in my greenhouse. There you uh, go. You can use this to get rid of the aphids, the different crazy things that you don't want without harming or poisoning your plants or when you eat those plants, you're not going to be harmed by it. So right, right, orangeguard.com and folks, you can go to the local Ace Hardware store. Yes, I said that. And you can get Orange Guard. I like Ace Hardware. But Imagine that. Yeah, or go direct orangeguard.com. So I appreciate okay. that. Now, uh, I want to talk about that story you just mentioned about the CDC. I, I, I said this yesterday. I was like, I was two days ago when I did the show. I had, uh, I had Jonathan E. Mort on my travel day. But I said about the CDC, Walensky came out and said, yes, we know we made a mistake, but we want to we can improve the culture. And it was basically a plea for all we need is more power and more money. And I'm like, <laughs> Brian Hooker, how long has the CDC been in existence? Like 75 years? Exactly. I'm thinking you haven't figured it out in 75 years. No, you get no more money. You get no more power. In fact, let's disband you. And now uh, Jeffrey Tucker, who we have featured on this show from Brownstone oh, great, Institute, great. has written an article called CDC failed. So spin it off and make it more powerful. Like, <laughs> huh? like exactly. Critical thinking would demand a dis disbanding of the mm -hmm. Centers for Disease Creation and Promotion. Not, oh, yeah, you did get it wrong. The culture is bad. But if we could just give you some more power and more money, we know that'll fix it. We will make it right. Just just. Trust us. Trust us again. We did not, you know, we did not do well uh, by, you know, this is this is an agency that is actively, actively hiding vaccine injuries from the COVID-19 vaccine as they have historically. You know, it's weird seeing people just kind of hop on the bus now mm -hmm. and say, oh, my goodness, the CDC is hiding COVID vaccine injuries. And it's like, where have you been for 20 years? Yeah. Where have you, you know, what have they been doing for decades? And, you know, exactly. Brian, your Freedom of Information Act request opened up a whole new world for people to see the corruption that I've been talking about. Many have been. And of course, it's impacted you so personally because of your son and sure. so many families. Sure. And then we found out about uh, what became known as the whistleblower, the CDC right, whistleblower, right. eventually manifested sure. as the uh, vaxxed uh, from cover up to, to uh, catastrophe. Mm -hmm. So, as I said, the impact that you have had simply because of your tenacious desire to see justice done for your son mm -hmm. and then also others opened up a world of people that never would have seen this. And we still have a ways to go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, more and more people are on boarding, boarding and because the CDC and the HHS have overplayed their hands just so, you know, uh, uh, so uh, just very blatantly um, and you know, I I still submit FOIA requests to the CDC. You know, my latest um, endeavor is to be able to take apart VAERS because I know they're withdrawing reports. I know they're taking away reports. I know that every VAERS report that they receive is not posted on VAERS. And so we need the email traffic. We need the conversations to find out how they're self-censoring VAERS. And you can look at this um, 
there's a scientist, Dr. Jessica Rose. You we had her on know. last week. She oh, perfect. oh my goodness. Super Don loved her because she's like a surfer girl. I told yes. her the kind of thing that, that Super D loved. And we had a great discussion with her. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. I really she's appreciate She's absolutely her. amazing. Yeah. And she's yeah. done all these analyses, you know, of the VAERS ecological data mm -hmm. and shown that, you know, when you compare U.S. reports to foreign reports, they're culling U.S. reports. They are culling U.S. reports. And the foreign reports are typically what the reports that Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson are having to make for those pro those products overseas. You know, they're, they're basically, they're not required to do it, but they do it anyway. But if you look at the U.S. reports and you look at the reports of myocarditis, pericarditis, um, fertility issues, menstrual issues, you know that the CDC is holding back. They're covering these things. And they have, it's almost like they have an invisible metric like, we cannot let our VAERS rate of myocarditis exceed this particular level. Mm -hmm. So we anything go, we can do to stop yeah, that from anything in, that we know. can do. So we can go back and we can say, see, there wasn't really a signal anyway. Brian, I think they've they've admitted that they've lost. And how do I know that? Well, one is they've banned children's health defense, right? This is part right. of the operation to silence those who are pointing these things out with great credible science to validate, not you know, just screaming it. And another thing is when they got the emergency use authorization for the COVID jabs for five, six months to five years of age, the Criminal. uptake was down around between, I think, four to eight percent, mm -hmm. which meant 92 to 96 percent of parents were going, sorry, not interested. That had never happened before. Anytime there was a recommendation from CDC, FDA, the vast, vast, vast super majority of parents were excuse me, rush their kids in to get the shot, the jab. That's not happening here. No, it's not happening. And we had people stand up, you know, um, the uh, Surgeon General from the state of Florida, Joe Latipo, uh, stood up and said, no, no, we don't. We're not going to distribute vaccines for uh, COVID-19 shots no. for six month to five year olds. And um, even a really mainstream uh, a pediatrician, public health official uh, from Johns Hopkins, Marty McCary, came out and said the same thing. And so, you Is know, McCary or McCary, I've always wondered because I haven't interviewed that. I, I always, I, I've seen him, I've seen him on the news, and I always hear McCary. Well, there you go. Okay, See, I didn't know that, so thank okay. you. Because if I ever so, interview him, I won't screw it up. No, <laughs> don't. You know, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, when you have a name like Hooker, nobody screws it's it up. Just easy they, to. It just rolls off the tongue. I thought you, you you said a funny story. Uh, I think it was yesterday uh, about your your wife when you know we were going to get married, <laughs> and and you thought, well, maybe I'll take her name. Her name was Smith. Smith, right? Yes, Marcia Smith. And what did she say? And she said, "I've been a Smith long enough, and I've been anonymous long enough. I want to be a hooker." <laughs> that just like bu busted out everybody loud. It's just like hilarious. I mean, we, you know, I knew at that point. You know, I knew beforehand, but I knew at that point, this is a match made in heaven. Yeah. Oh, you Absolutely. were you were fit for each other. I was just thinking about the, the origin of the name in your name perspective. It wasn't what the slang vernacular of the word hooker was. No. Was it no. somebody was hooking buttons? I mean, where did that come from? I, a hooker is 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 actually from from the um long, long time ago was uh, a type of barrel maker. Oh. A type of and I knew they there made, was something like that. Made yeah. some barrels for uh beer. Okay. And then, you know, of course, of course, um, uh, General Joe Hooker came along and with General Joe Hooker, then he had an army of of prostitutes 
who followed him. And so it then was related then. It was they related. Used that name because of that. It was related. They called prostitutes. Whenever they'd see prostitutes, they would call them Hooker's Army. Oh, you know, from right. General Joe Hooker. I didn't know that origin of that. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden they just stopped calling them Hooker's Army. They just called them Hookers. And so that was I am I'm not a direct descendant of General Joe Hooker. He was an uncle. He wasn't, you know, like okay. a grandfather in the line. But um, but but yeah, it's you know, he is uh I am I am one of the hookers of the ancestry that gave that name to prostitutes. Wow. That was my family. I okay. Look, it's, it's we, fun. This is why why fun to have a last you listen like to Hooker. the Robert Scott Bell show because you never know what you're going to learn. I just learned something new. Oh about my, God. my good friend Brian <laughs> and that history lesson, which was amazing. Sometimes you act, you, you know, when people like you'll hear them snicker, or they'll say, Is, "You have to smell your name or whatever." If you act like you don't realize that your name means prostitute, yeah, you then can you just, can have some fun. Yeah, yeah, we have, have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I've I've been resistant ever since we met. To, actually even joke about that i don't i don't know that i have since you know you that. you have never right. and you know no. how hard it is to resist doing that but mm -hmm. brian just respect him too much i would never would never say that well you just kind of plow you, you you know you you plow in there my wife you know when we first got married she was a substitute teacher yeah you know she was getting her teaching credential and she was substituting and um you know one of her students that was acting up she said hey i want to come and i want you to come and and sit next to me and and he says in a real snarky tone well i'm gonna go up to the front of the class and sit next to the hooker <laughs> and my wife just looked at him and said good one good yeah. one all right mm -hmm. that's too easy you can't yeah. do it oh yeah yeah all right, we got, uh, let me see another story. Oh, let's talk a little bit about the monkeypox right now. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, there's a story here, and this is coming out from the Defender. Yes, mm -hmm. they've been banned by Facebook. Uh, monkeypox vaccine insanity, too many risks, and now liability free. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so if me. you they've, they've, uh, they've added another emergency use authorization Correct. to this. Is that what happened? I've added another emergency use authorization for you know this this non-fatal disease that is it is just a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the population is actually being infected with monkeypox but yes now in order to uh uh relieve the pressure for that poor 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 pharmaceutical industry mm -hmm. um then we have to come up with another emergency use authorization am i am i cynical here if i say this it's like we we just don't have a lot of people in America that had ever mentioned on this show the monkeypox shot. So much so that I'm like, I don't, I don't think I ever talked about monkeypox shot. Like, where's this monkeypox shot? Is there a monkeypox shot? And now suddenly they have a shot ready and they're going to dilute it by a factor of five to 20% of its original and say, right, it's, right. it's all good. They've never tested it this way. And, and then we got, wow, we got all this monkeypox shot. We never sell in America. Nobody's interested. Now we're going to. Now we're going to make it that everybody's going to want to get it, or maybe we can try the mandate thing. Have I mean, this sure. is, I mean, it's like this is another sales technique. Exactly, exactly. And you see, the powers that be are are salivating, and they're you know they're they're waiting for the next thing to come along the pike. What's it going to be? Is it going to be monkeypox? Is it going to be Marburg? Is it going to be a zoonotic flu, or is it anything like that? And it's like you, you know they're they're wringing their hands in anticipation of what the next power grab will be. You know what the next monetizing fear will be, and you know so. Uh, let's push monkeypox as far as we can actually push it. 
And, um, you who's know, a, who's, I don't know who, the company makes it, but you want to invest in them right now before it's too late. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, 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 I do a little day trading myself. Right. No, not I'm really. not serious about that, no, but the point no. is this is a gift to the pharmaceutical industry. Every time they do this, I mean, if we had a product or a service that the government scared everybody into, into utilizing or taking, I mean, we mm -hmm. would do really well. We're in the wrong oh, line no of business. Kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> we, you know, beltway bandits so good they're doing they're doing so well and you know people people had their eyes and ears open people with nefarious uh intentions had their eyes and ears open um in covid and so you know we have all these opportunities coming up we know that the fda cannot be trusted and you know by far more and more people more yeah. and more of the population has woken up to that fact and so here we have you know, oh, well, we might as well, well do another emergency use authorization because, you know, what if everybody dies of monkey? Well, that's the truth. I mean, I'm reading this and it's staggering the hundreds of thousands of people who have lost their lives in the last week to monkeypox here in the United. Wait, wait, I just read uh, that. Wrong. Wait, wait, it's wait, none, zero, no, zero deaths. That's oh, never no mind. <laughs> There's an emergency use authorization. Nobody's died. Oh. No, like, no. Where do you go from there? Those unsightly monkeypox. Absurd, absurd. Um, you know, by the way, I just want to also uh, acknowledge is, you know, we, we from time to time, we have to deal with the loss of people we love and care about. We mm -hmm. talked about Ed Ranga and now Stephen Quinto. A year ago this Sunday, the 21st, yes, the 21st of August. I can't imagine. It's been a year. My dear friend, Richard Pearl uh, from Pearl, Pearls of Health radio show. And, oh, wow. And uh, uh, the, the store, uh, Simply Natural, his wife, Sharuz, and their family carrying on the tradition and uh, it's almost been a year. I, I, like I said, it's it's amazing how we've we've seen so many losses. And, and Richard was a friend who actually was killed by the hospital, just mm. like so many the hospital mm. protocols. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and and you know we haven't fully told his story on the air yet. I want to get permission to do okay. that. Okay, okay. But I just want to acknowledge those who have uh, we've lost who have been stalwart defenders of freedom freedom of speech, freedom of speech to talk about healing that doesn't come from a pharmaceutical pill bottle. Um, again, another another uh, serious issue there I want to get to later. Yes. Uh, let's see. I got a question of the day coming in. Let me see if I can okay. do that. I'll see if I can. Let me. Did we get to do the question. Yeah, the day? I think we do together here as uh, we wrap that, up the that first would hour be of the really show. really exciting. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I got to go to the website because Superdon's okay. busy. So I'm not, I'm not giving any crap to Superdon. He's a busy boy. He, uh, he's, he's, he's earning a living. Yes. Here we go. So you won't be able to see the question of the day, but let me talk about it. It's from Deborah. It says, hello, Robert and Superdon. And now I'm going to say, and Brian Hooker, Dr. Yes. Hooker. My husband and I came to your workshop last year in Oconomowoc. It took me a while to learn that, Wisconsin. I did a little tour of Wisconsin, thanks to Kevin, uh, before the Health Freedom Expo last year. We hope you'll be back soon. My question for you is my friend has always gotten ear infections most of her life and going through a painful one now. Her doctor has her on antibiotics for days now, but her ear infection is not getting better. Any ideas to help? Uh, thanks. P.S. Let's remember Richard Pearl. Oh, that's why yes. she remembers Richard Pearl, August wow. 21st. Richard was my health dictionary, keeping us healthy during the COVID monster. That's Deborah. Oh, God bless goodness. you, Deborah. Yes. So I had ear infections as a child. I was one of those kids that in the cohort studies now, when you look at like uh, Dr. Paul Thomas and mm -hmm. you and they'll right, right. put out there that these kids who are fully vaccinated, back then it were hardly any compared to today. Oh, no doubt. But I had recurrent ear infections. Recurrent sinus infections, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stomach, intestinal infections, skin infection, you name it, I was on an antibiotic for it throughout my childhood. Now, 
years later, I would learn of homeopathic medicine. Right. And, and, and in infants with uh, ear infections, it's harder to, they can't tell you what's going on. You can see the redness, you see them pulling at their ear. You can use a homeopathic remedy known as capsicum. C-A-P-S-I-C-U-M. Everybody knows the cayenne pepper, right? Right, capsicum frutescence. Yeah, but in homeopathic form, it's indicated for ear infection. Now, there he is. Question of the day. Super Don is back. Thanks, Super Okay. The question of the day relates to an adult with an ear infection. So then we might be using ferrum phos or phosphorus or hyposulfur. But I will also say this. The silver hydrosol that we talked about, the opening and honoring Stephen Quinto and the family, that bioactive silver hydrosol is a broad spectrum antimicrobial. That means it works against all bacteria, even resistant strains, you know, drug resistant strains and fungal species. And even if you're concerned about viral issues, viral replication. So uh, filling the ear canal, allowing it to sit for nine or 10 minutes, then letting it drain out. And then I would use one of Doc Harmony's ear candles to dry out the ear canal. You know, I don't like putting hair dryers up to my ear. So no. I use the ear candles and that's wonderful. And, and those things can help now. I will also say chiropractic adjustments associated with ear, nose, and throat issues are all connected. And you can use the silver intranasally, gargle with it, ear. So hit all of the avenues and areas so you can reduce the need for uh, antibiotic intervention, which, by the way, the scientific uh, uh, peer-reviewed publications on this issue say most of these ear infections will clear up with no intervention at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you do an antibiotic intervention, then you're basically killing off, you know, your normal flora. You are killing off the flora. An ear infection is an endogenous infection. It is basically um, the uh, an imbalance of the normal flora, you know, because of closing off the eustachian yeah. tube. And when and when you do that, and when you put throw an antibiotic added, yeah, you you might curtail the infection, but at what cost? Yeah, I mean, because you're 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 monkeying with your normal flora that are there. So you know, I'm I'm much more in tune with the silver hydrosol because it's such a gentle anti, gentle antimicrobial. Right. And we know yeah. from the studies, even from when I first met you, which I didn't know this fully, when they found out that even flooding the gut with 2000 times the reference dose quantity of silver, which we would never do. Right. There was no negative impact on gut microbiome biodiversity and biodiversity is key. That is, it's not about one species. It's about all of them in the balance. So we restore the terrain to the home for the microbiome. Yes, we can tamp down something that's grown out of its welcome that could become a problem, right, right. but without harming the body. So there are side benefits instead of side effects. And so using it locally as well, uh, many of you might use essential oils and, and I'm open to any other suggestions in the audience that you have for Deborah and her question for her friend. But thank you for asking that. Now, we've just done an hour of uh, the first hour of the show. Wow. I know. That went so it's crazy, fast. isn't it? That's great. So, well, can I can I do something? Yeah, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Um, if you are in the Phoenix Mesa area, Robert Scott Bell is speaking tonight at five ten p.m. Yes. So come and watch this presentation. He is he is the the capstone. He is you know <laughs> the ending the night. He is the he, he, are you he's the me main... a blockhead. Is that what you said? Blockhead? No. Oh no. <laughs> he's the main act. The OG doctor. <laughs> Robert Scott Bell. So if you're in the area, come, come and on down. come on down and see us. And even if you can't make it today, come tomorrow or the next day. We're at Autism One through the weekend here in, in uh, Mesa, Arizona. And uh, next hour, we're going to have our good friend, Lori Harvey. She's been at these Autism Ones for years, and she recently lost her husband. I want to talk a little bit about that story for everybody. And some of you helped her on the GoFundMe, and you're so kind and loving. I love you so much, all of you that, that, that reach out and help in any way or just share in the show. 
but we had a, just a, a lovely meal at an organic Italian restaurant where once again, I got Thai food. Well, oh, I'll my goodness. That. I'll explain I, that okay. when we come back from this break. Brian Hooker, my brother, love you. Love Thank you, you too, so man. Thank you. And, and next so hour, awesome. Next hour, we may be able to get uh, maybe Stephanie Seneff, uh, but hopefully Judy Mikovits as well. But we'll start with Lori at the top of the hour and see what happens. And uh, what do I say at the end of each hour of the show? Do you know? Uh, the power to heal is yours. All right, we're back. We're live from Autism One this year in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, This weekend is already off to a a rousing start with wonderful heart-centered focused healers, doctors, scientists, parents, loved ones, family members, and uh, it's a reunion. And right now we're reunioning here with our good friend Lori Harvey, who's been a a super supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And uh, for all, I don't even know how far back it goes, Lori. It just, um, I think it's the O two, O three, right in there. That's not possible. You knew me when I was a snot-nosed broadcaster <laughs> before even Super Don. Yeah, I would broadcast your show over a um, evening uh, forum with my teenagers that we were on Yahoo Messenger. Back when you were a race car driver, right? <laughs> I just kind of out of racing. For yeah. a few years. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, just uh, amazing the journeys that, that that we go on in this lifetime. You never know who you're going to meet uh, over the years and, and uh, impact their lives. And they, they impact your life as well. And that's a big part of, again, the shout out to uh, Ed Oranga, uh, Terry's husband who passed away last December. And we, you know, had a memorial for him last night here at the event, a celebration of his life. And uh, and then, you know, others that pass from this great place. I just mentioned, uh, so we opened the show last hour, Stephen Quinto, the patriarch of natural immunogenics, the man who developed the technology to make the bioactive silver hydrosol, the sovereign silver, the Argent 23 possible, and now the copper hydrosol that we have. Uh, you know, this journey is, is, there are ups and downs, there are great triumphs and sadnesses, but the legacy of the people that we talk about here on this show uh, will live on. And uh, Lori, that includes your wonderful husband. Who, who just passed away recently and we were all, you know, our hearts go out to you from that journey. And it was a very unusual thing as you were telling me last night when we went out to uh, that organic Italian restaurant. Uh, is that in the notes? I got to see if, if Super Don put that that picture in the notes of us. I'm going to just scroll down and see if it's in there or not. No, I don't see it. Is it just me? Oh, uh, he pulled the picture of you <laughs> from when we were taking the picture in front of the the, the restaurant Picasso's, which was great. Did you have a uh, you had a nice organic pasta? Oh, that was delicious. Yeah, like a mac and cheese. A mac classic mac and cheese with um, some parsley, I believe, was on top of it. Yeah. Well, oh, I hear Super Don found the picture. He's so good. Look at that. And oh if, my! And if you zoom in on the picture, you'll see it says it underneath organic Italian. I don't know if you can see that. I'm looking at it now. Organic Italian. I'm telling you, folks, there's amazing places that you can go around the world. You don't have to settle for, you know, glyphosate-infested pasta. <laughs> and that was great. And you were wearing, a, a, what was your shirt saying? Uh, vaccines prevent good health. Vaccines prevent good health. So afterwards, when we when we had that picture taken, we asked some nice, uh, uh, it looked like a woman maybe with her two daughters. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, that was what. It looked so. like it. And and they were having dinner outside last night. And, and I, I said, could you take our picture? I wanted a picture in front of that, that sign of the, the restaurant. 
And they were like, sure, sure thing. And then they looked at your, your T-shirt that said vaccination prevents good health. Vaccines prevent good, good health. health. And they said, we agree with you. We agree with you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you're not used to that response. No, I'm not. Usually it's totally the opposite. And when people approach my minivan and say, hey, let's talk about your minivan. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Let's, oh, yeah. which way is this going to go? Right. <laughs> And so it was a refreshing thing to see because that doesn't always happen. Uh, that means that that the message is getting out there and, you, you know, feel a little bit more open and free to talk to people. We told them we were at the Autism One conference and they were appreciative of that. And uh, so that was a nice interaction. But I don't know, you know, what can you or what would you want to share about your husband? And, and you know, I know he was a part of this journey. I got to meet him. And, and you know, obviously, if if the Robert Scott Bell Show became part of your life, you guys did some things probably differently because of what you learned. and. Yet it was a strange, strange way to end his journey. Um, yeah, some of the things we learned from your show, you know, that first AMA, you know, I was asking you about pain control and mm -hmm. ways to try to help him with his lungs because he was really having trouble breathing. Right. Uh, you know, we were doing uh, nebulizer treatments with colloidal silver and mm -hmm. this, the, the copper. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, I started to include some... Uh, hydrogen peroxide too to try to uh, clear out oh, his lungs yeah, and yeah. it just got to the point where he just could not breathe and we and our local medical system was just failing him horribly so I took him over to a medical facility over in Ames Iowa and they got him into a CT scan within an hour being the ER room and they came back and they said he has metastatic, you have metastatic cancer. Yeah, you talked to me about this metastasis from the bones. To, uh, literally every system of his body was a, affected, and it, it was so rapid at that point, you know, that you went and saw our buddy Dr. Batar to get some help as well. And, um, you know, this is the thing. As much as we strive to, to defend the life that we have here and prolong it, um, you know, these bodies are not supposed to be here forever and ever and ever. It's our spirit, you know, our genuine essence. And I know He's with you even today. You talked to me about having dream experiences with him, which I love to hear. Yeah. Every night, you know, we, he comes to me in my dreams. We're doing things together. We're going fishing or just spending time with our kids. Or we have a, a state park south of Boone that we just love to go out and just walk around in and enjoy nature. And he, I saw him again last night. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Wonderful. And it, it's hard for me when I, I am dreaming about him when my alarm goes off because he actually, my alarm will go off. Yeah, I can see the look of disappointment on his face. It's like, oh, you have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but again, that's wonderful, that reunion in spirit. I mean, that's very real. I would argue it's more real in, in a sense than what we have here, not to diminish what we have here. But as you know, my experience, I've, sh I've shared this before about my near death experience when I was, I think, in sixth grade, when I found myself in the most beautiful meadow. Uh, more real than anything I've ever been in. And, and it was just a place of peace and love. And uh, that's why, you know, I don't have the fear for the afterlife. That's not a concern. Of course, it doesn't mean that I value being here any less. In <laughs> fact, I appreciate it all the more. But I know that it isn't about those that have passed on that it's the concern. The concern is for all of us left behind. You know, now you don't have your, your loving husband with you every day, you know, physically. And so we find a way to go forward. And we know that they're still supporting us from the other side. Yeah, it, I had that same experience when I had my NDE back in 1990. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my dad was there to greet me and it was either to go with him or to go back to my husband and my infant son. Mm. And I looked at my 
back by dad. I said, I'm sorry, daddy. I can't. And you came, came back to be here with back. your husband and your son. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so again, these are the journeys. I mean, I, I don't take all of this at all lightly, but we try to find humor in everything. If I can, you know, <laughs> that's how I get through this, honestly, covering these subjects that super Don you know, researches and puts before us. And, you know, even in the midst of, uh, you know, I, I, it was nice too. I heard from some people here at this event that I met some for the first time that said, you know, I listened to your show. I really enjoy your show. And, you know, what is it that you really like about it? Right. Mm-hmm. And they, they love the humor that you find a way to find the funny and things that it's hard to do. And I said, if I if I don't do that, I, I couldn't do this because the seriousness, like being here at Autism One, how many families have we witnessed? How many children have we witnessed being robbed in a sense of their full potential and i'm not diminishing their their presence at all but acknowledging that they have been injured and that impacts their ability to to, to fully function in a way that we would love and appreciate that they could and and you see that and there's great anger there's great sadness associated with it yet maybe those are the children that have chosen to come here to wake us all up yes yeah Hmm. yeah i i laugh at the banner that goes on between you and super don during the show yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's totally scripted. All of this is in advance. We work this out. The, the routines. Can you tell it's scripted? No, no, no. You don't think so? No. So you brought me another T-shirt. You, by the way, uh, for anybody that wants T-shirts made and things like that, bumper stickers. Lori does this still even today. Mandate freedom. Do you see that one? See, I look at mandate freedom, and I think this is so funny. It's like an oxymoron because if you're really into freedom, you're not into mandates. And yet, if you were to give somebody who's for mandates a thing that says mandate freedom, I think smoke would start coming out of their ears and they're like, does not compute. And then they would explode and that'd be okay at that point. But man, it's fun. I, I'll wear this on the air one day too, uh, after I get it home. So thank you for that. And, and by the way, for Lori's uh, sake and for yours, if you want any of the, um, uh, like you want stuff printed up, uh, it's uh, facebook.com. So it's on Facebook slash graphics spelled G R A P H I X your way graphics your way and then you also have a little card here that says vaccine free health what do you do with this vaccinefreehealth.blogspot.com that is my blog that i've had for approximately 13 years um i wanted a forum that was not censored by the the gatekeepers Mm -hmm. and i've been um just basically blogging researching um i would wake up in the middle of the night with this great idea for a blog article i'd have to get out of bed and get to my computer and pound it out um i chronicled my whole my husband's journey from start to finish on 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 there and mm-hmm. um, i haven't really done a whole lot since his death because it's hard i've kind of lost my passion for a little bit sure. but i'm hoping once i get home from this which this being here has been a real good part of the healing. Yeah, I know you were looking forward to this, and I was so looking forward to seeing you. And I was so blessed that we could go out and have a nice meal, good, clean food. And and and, and the, the lightning in the desert sky was kind of cool last night. Oh, that was wonderful. Because there's monsoons around. Where we went, it wasn't. But we back when we got back to this area, it was like that had rained a lot. But we could see lightning shooting across the sky. It was like, I don't get to see that often anymore. No, it, it, was, it cool. was gorgeous last night. You know, we don't even see that much lightning back in Iowa, even during the worst storms. You know, it's it's more sheet lightning yeah. than the the stripes you see. Across right, I don't the even sky. know what they call that, but it's really cool. Yeah, gorgeous. Those are lightning bolts. So, Lori, remind me how you plugged into Autism One since we're here at Autism One all those years ago. 
Um, I was doing some searching for conferences to go to, to, to tie in with my blog and the research I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I was coming across different conferences and I came across Autism One. It's like, oh, what's this one all about? And I got to looking through and I got to looking through the, the speakers. And I saw you and I saw Dr. Tenpenny and Dr. Mary Eisenstein, who mm -hmm. was my mentor at the mm -hmm. time. Um, on many aspects with uh, vaccines and the use of vitamin D3. Um, just like, okay, I need to go to this. And so we scraped together enough money and we were able to go out to Rosemont and had a really good time. And I went every year that I could. So the, the, uh, the connection, again, of, of some amazing people that have now been vilified and ostracized you know among their own profession and beyond uh this was a safe place to come to it, be it was a very safe place autism one and yet there were a lot of threats on it they had to have high security ed knew i mean there were threats on it i mean there was some people very angry like in the chicago press that would constantly attack this uh, group organization we'd meet in chicago regularly now this one's in in mace arizona but uh it, it, i'm not saying it's almost like with covid and everything it passed autism by but really we used to cover autism stories a lot on the show, and they just kind of fell away in the midst of everything was COVID. There's no more flu. There's no more anything else. It was all COVID. Mm -hmm. And yet this, as Judy Mikevitz points it out, is it's all vaccine-induced AIDS. Everything. All this is damage. And the next level is COVID. And the targeting of especially those kids who are on the spectrum for elimination now is what she says, this is what is happening right now with every new vaccine mandate that they try to throw out, emergency use authorization, et cetera. They are looking to terminate life on planet Earth. Yes. I, it was, it's really scary, you know, the, how many people have been injured and have died as a result of the COVID vaccine. And it's getting to the point with the CDC, it's not going to be able to hide the stats and they're not going to be able to hide bodies anymore. They're going to have to admit, yes, there is a problem. Yeah, very big, very big. So uh, what can you see as far as what your next steps in your journey? Are you going back into, you know, doing more of the T-shirts that you love to do? Or are you going to become a race car driver again? What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, my racing days are over with. Um, I just, he, he had, had, he had racing down to a science. Your husband did. Yes. Yeah. He, you know, every Every aspect of racing, there was a physics formula behind it. We had rotating weight, um, unsprung weight, sprung weight, you know, all the, there's all science, you know, we were, depending on the track conditions, we would uh, rotate the stagger on the car in order to make the, them turn left. Mopars do not like to turn left, they like to go straight. And what do you say, Mopars? You said Mopars, did I right. hear that right? Now, for those that are not familiar with, car terminology what does that mean mopars are dodge plymouth and chrysler so why don't they like to turn left they just they they do better than going to straightaways okay. my brother-in-law is a drag racer and he just loves he, the mopars for that loves the mopars okay. for that yeah. so um i did not have the uh mechanical know-how to put together a good race car engine yeah you know, mm -hmm. I, I helped him put build my engines but you but can still change oil and do basic stuff. I can still do or the basic. beyond that even, I think. Yeah, I could I could do a transmission wow. if I had to or swap out some axles if I really needed to. But 
without him watching over my shoulder, make sure I had everything absolutely perfect. Yeah. I just you wouldn't have the confidence to do it. I wouldn't, yeah, don't, yeah, wouldn't I have understand. the confidence to do it. You know, I've done water pumps and brakes and that kind of stuff. And I just can't. Dude. I mean, a skill like that can go a long way, though. Yeah. Honestly, it can. So uh, anything else you want to share with the audience? And of course, our our our. Our wonderful patron supporters, we have our Zoom meetings every month, the AMAs, which have been a lot of fun. We get to interact, ask questions of each other, not just me, uh, which I really enjoy. I've learned so much from you guys and gals about you and, and all of that. Is there anything you want to share with the, with the audience today? I'm so glad we got a reunion here at Autism One. I am, too. This is It's been absolutely wonderful. It's been a healing experience. Um, I would tell everybody, don't put your health second. Put your health first because you need to think, if you won't do it for yourself, do it for your family, do it for your kids, do it for your grandkids. And because you don't want to put them through. Mm -hmm. What you've just gone through, yeah, right? The pain yeah, that I've gone yeah, through. Yeah. No, I know. And the thing is, you don't ever foresee it. We, we feel like to some degree we're invincible. And in your husband's case, there was not a lot of signs or symptoms, you know, no. To, no warning. And I had the warning in my young life that, oh, you're not well. Clearly, you're not well. You got to do something different. But sometimes like a journey your husband was on with you, you, you don't know until it's way late. And you say, well, could we have done it different? Could we? Well, possibly. But I think that's your message is like pay more closely the attention, you know, your body deserves this temple that you live in while you're here. Right. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. Um, Dr. Jones. He's a, a biblical scholar out of, out of Texas. He says, we're not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We're, ha we're spiritual beings. beings having a temporary physical yeah. presence here on earth. Beautifully our, said, yes. our home is in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lori, God bless you. We love you too. And appreciate you all that you do to support and spread the message of this show as well. And, and your T-shirts that I got, a mandate freedom. Look how fun that is. And all kinds of stuff. If you want bumper stickers, here it is, Graphics Your Way. And it's spelled with an I-X. See, I'm going to hold that card up. Graphics Your Way. I think I sent it to Super Don, too. So he might be able to include uh, the information in the, in, the, in the show notes as well. And, and then your blog, uh, which is uh, vaccinefreehealth.blogspot.com. Lori Harvey, thank you for being here and supporting us. And, and, and again, I'm so sorry that you're going through what still I know it's part of as we talk about the loss of our loved ones, our friends, our family. These are champions and heroes to us as well. Uh, we find a way to, to go on because we have each other still, you know, yeah. we care about one another. And uh, hopefully we can find reunion times to laugh and love and all the things we would love to do. <laughs> I got you. Oh, you, you know, Stephanie. Five minutes. I got I, I here. I got, uh, you know, Judy Mikovits <laughs> and like she's going by going, oh, don't call me in. You come back afterwards and I'll be done. How long is she talking? To 1215. Yeah. A couple of minutes. All right. We're going to bring Judy Mikovits in. Thank you, Lori. Thank God you. bless you. Love you. Judy is so awesome. Here I am pulling her uh, aside. I'm teasing, of course. I obviously I'm teasing. I want you to be out. So just real quick. Understand her, honey. Oh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome to the Robert Scabell Show. We just we were together in Pittsburgh just a little bit ago. Right. Dr. Judy Mikovits and Judy. God bless you. We love you more every time I see you. Isn't that weird? How does that happen? 
I don't know. It's not science because we can't measure it, right? <laughs> right. It must be the IPAs. It I must don't know be the it. IPAs. <laughs> Those little terpene modulators. Right. <laughs> Make everybody look good. So there's a, a quick story I want to reference. And I know you got to see Stephanie and I want you to. I don't want you. Um, here are two stories. One is more kids are going to get access to mental and physical health uh, treatment under new Biden plan, which means what? More psychiatric drugs more social counseling into transgender ideologies. I mean, it's just a bizarre time to watch what's happening in America. And that uh, leads to this story as well. The you know EPA is not doing much to regulate out of existence glyphosate. There's an article here on the Defender, which is now banned on a lot of social media networks. Glyphosate causes blood brain barrier, passes it and crosses it. And that's a big part of your journey to help people. How do we shore up the connective tissue integrity. This is like what I love to do. Right. It's a big part of your strategy. We were together with Nutritional Frontiers talking about different products to do that. Any comments to help people along this way? Well, yeah, because um, glyphosate's key towards bringing those poisons into our body because it's a phosphate. It's glycine with a phosphate group on it. Mm -hmm. And so that problem is glycine is our smallest amino acid. So that gives our connective tissue flexibility. It also it also is um, a, one of the building blocks, one of the three amino acids in glutathione. So if you don't have the antioxidant glutathione and you can't take away tissue damage, mm -hmm. then you don't grow the organism. You don't right. grow bones. You don't make strong tissue yeah. connections. And that's what we're seeing. So the simple thing to do, um, there are a lot of simple things to do, but those foods we were talking about at Nutritional Frontiers, mm -hmm. things that contain dimethylglycine, yes. um, things that contain... The DMG, they call it. Yeah. Right? Sort. So I want people to understand what they can do and access... And, and briefly, maybe reference a few of those products from Nutritional Frontiers. Right. That could so help the, the dimethylglycine is one of them. Mm -hmm. It's called Energy because dimethylglycine is a is a naturally occurring in food um, glycine with two methyl groups on it. So basically it falls apart so you don't have to. And it fuels all your reactions, all your on-off switches for gene expression, for epigenetics. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important. And that's the, the proline greens also has yeah. dimethylglycine in it. In fact, almost everything that Nutritional Frontiers formulates has dimethylglycine. And then they add different things like the proline greens adds the chlorella and the milk's thistle, which the active ingredient is silymarin. So that helps clean your liver. And right. how we stopped HIV from causing AIDS is not a lot different to uh, yeah. how we would stop any poison mm -hmm. from poisoning our immune system. Put back clean food and restore the way the body's healing. Yes. And, and that's all we have to do is and when, keep the toxins out. And when you say something causing something in terms of, let's say, uh, a germ theory kind of thought form it's an opportunistic in other words yeah. these things don't really cause it but in the right circumstance they yeah. do things you don't like and wouldn't yeah. normally happen right yeah. so, disease association silencing yeah. silencing the viruses you methylate them right you just turn off the on switch in their promoter that what starts the expression of the viral rna or dna mm -hmm. so if you stop the expression of the gene you have no more problems and then restore the balance your human god-given endogenous virome is everything you need to regulate so these diseases are actually aids mm -hmm. vaccine aids they're yeah. dysregulating at the very basic level and or attempting to the expression of your genes that's why that mrna can reverse transcribe into 
DNA and insert itself into your genome. Didn't but that's just, true with every single vaccine. Yeah, didn't and they people just, don't appreciate didn't that. Didn't they just admit that they don't know when the quote-unquote spike protein dissipates from the body? I mean, there's no off switch to whatever they're doing with this injection of mRNA. No, because they made it so that it wouldn't break down the way yeah. normal mRNA does. They made it by injecting it, you evade our normal immune response. But exactly. if you get it, from the vaccinated by a normal route. If you breathe it, if you get it on your skin. Which a lot of us are just interacting. Right. right. Yeah. And so then you develop true immunity, true yeah. lasting immunity with antibodies. And, and this is what we're showing at the conference today, pretty much a lot like what I showed last week, only more detailed because in fact, you know, autism one cured COVID. The, the, these doctors and these people here and the yeah. vendors that are here today, and, and there should be a million people here, if they knew, that's why we're so heavily censored. But our books are here. We'll, we'll, we'll keep fighting mm -hmm. and we'll show everyone um, these kids, these injured kids. I said it last night at Ed's Memorial. This is premeditated murder yeah. of the vaccine injured, of the AIDS patients. They're trying to terminate us, all of us, and especially those who have been injured that can't contribute, right? This is a, a, a Nazi-like uh, attempt to uh, eradicate people. Uh, Judy, I know you got to run, but real quick, the only thing that we need to solve the problem that we have is to give the CDC more power and more money, right? Turn back to God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That is it. Beautifully said as Rachel, Rochelle Walensky is going, just give us more money and more power. We'll do, we'll do better. We promise. It's only been 75 years. We're new at this. Unbelievable. The goal. They just. Yeah. And, and then that we listen. I mean, um, or, or that maybe it's, we're not listening. They're so heavily censored. But uh, again, um, we've, we've got the people here. We've got the books here. We've got the solutions here. Yeah. We've had them all along. Yeah. And it's all God. Just just start over. That's clean fine. food, no more poisons. No GMO. We're made to eat animals. You know, clean animals, mm -hmm. clean food. Yeah. Our 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 food, our plants are destroyed. Oh, yeah. They don't conduct the antiviral responses. Mm -hmm. They don't give us the fuel we need. We don't get the clean amino acids By from the our way, food. How was that organic lasagna I brought you last night? That was, was that fabulous. It yeah. really was. She good. said, I like cheesy stuff. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I think I got something for you. And at that Picasso's brought it back and everybody enjoyed it. I was it, so pleased to see it. It was fabulous. We everybody enjoyed a beautiful lasagna. So this is what uh, autism one has always been, a family. Yes. It's good to see all our old family members and, and we'll never give up the fight and we're just having a blast now and the real answer to why i love judy more every time i see her because it goes right to the god perspective that is it and you know when i met one of the ladies checking me in i asked her because she saw through this i mentioned you because it was that phone thing i had to deal with and i said you know judy mikevitz uh, anthony fauci doesn't like her at all he's like oh then i like judy <laughs> immediately she knew she didn't like fauci so the word is getting out you won't hear it in the mainstream media the old press but you're going to hear it here on the robert scott bell show and with judy mikovitz i take a fraction of what she knows she's forgotten more than what i have ever learned maybe she hasn't even forgotten that but the point is i try to be as simple about you know my role is try to make it simple to try and target things that we need to regenerate repair etc so that the body knows what to do it's smarter than me just give it the opportunity to do what it's designed by God to do, and we'll yeah. we'll be all right. Yeah, that's all you need yeah. to do. Stop eating poison, eat clean food. Mm -hmm. It's really that simple. Yeah, and counteract it if you happen to eat some food that's not great. We can help you to get through that as well. Yeah. And Judy's really a masterful in her presentation. Here are the things you could do. And shout out to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. Jamie Dorley, of course, our good buddy. Tracy Straub. We got a, such a great time and with a lot of people I hadn't met before uh, when we were in Pittsburgh. And I uh, can't wait for the next education event that they're putting on there at NutritionalFrontiers.com or CBDNF.com. You can get their organic certified U.S. grown 
hemp CBD products that we use as well. Yeah, absolutely fabulous. Shop.therealdrjudy.com. You'll find everything in the store. Chris Shade is here. We've got Quicksilver Scientific products. Mm -hmm. We've got many of the things that are here. Pure Haven on our website. Keep your environment clean. Yeah. Keep everything about your world clean. No more hand sanitizers. No more fear. Just trust your God-given immunity and educate it and and heal it feed Amen. it that nice clean organic lasagna yes and we got our sovereign silver and sovereign copper here right. i'll be speaking again about copper i try to be as simple as possible later yep Perfect. and uh anyway i i don't want to let you go but i want you to see stephanie because i don't okay. want to get in trouble with judy mikovich that would not be good and uh <laughs> we'll hang out some more this weekend we got a lot more fun to have happen do. so thanks judy thanks Robert. all right so that's dr judy mikovich wonderful as always to see her and uh, you'll report back to me on Stephanie Senna's talk if I can't talk to her. Yay. All right. Sweet. All right. Here we go. So, all right, Super Don, we got about uh, ooh, about 30 minutes or so or less, actually. I, I The timing is kind of crazy today, but it's just going fast. <laughs> it is kind of, kind of weird, isn't it? Uh, it's some kind of a weird alternate universe right now. Yeah. Did anybody notice we're on early for those that are watching? Uh, some people did, yes. Okay. Some people did. And, and so the theory is you're going to rebroadcast everybody watch it like normal time, too. This will replay everywhere again yeah. uh, at the normal time at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern time. Okay. Very good. Nope. Very good. Let me see if I can straighten this up here. Oh, wait, Judy, you coming back? Oh, yay. Oh, right. She takes notes at everything. And as I, as I said about uh, Judy, she's amazing because you watch her at every talk that she can go to and she's taking notes. I mean, she's one of the smartest people, not just woman, smartest people I've ever, smartest person I've ever met on the planet. And she's out there always wanting to learn. And that was the fun of Brian Hooker today. And I know you were working busy behind the scenes with Brian a little, but good Lord, that guy just is just a, a joy to be around as well. Always excited to learn. And I talk about like being like a little kid. You don't have to be a scientist to understand the joy of learning something new. Like when we, you remember every day was something, oh, my God, what am I going to learn today? And it's uh, uh, that's what happens here at these events, too, and uh, just by connecting with people. So. Mm hmm. Overall, in the midst of loss, I'm I'm really enjoying my time because I'm I'm with good people. That's a good thing. Yeah, you always want to be with good people. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So I was talking about uh, let's see the glyphosate blood brain barrier. Judy, talk let's um let's backtrack just a second here. Okay. Yeah. I know you didn't really have a chance to address it here, but sure. Uh, this 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 was one of the articles that caught my attention this morning. You mentioned it. Yeah. And it's about kids getting access to mental and physical health treatment under the new Biden plan. Yeah. What did I you say know, briefly that that is? And you tell me what you think it is. Well, you know what? They don't even hide it here because if yeah. you scroll down a little bit here, it will tell you. Uh, let's see if I can get to They're it. They're talking here. physical and mental health. But what here is that? It is here. Yeah. What does that mean? So this new approach means that schools are guaranteed payment. Mm -hmm. And this is what it is about money. They're guaranteed payment for staff on site that will provide medical and mental health services. Now, anytime that I see anything talking about we're going to provide mental health services to children, yeah. I, I red flags fly all over the place for me. You, you know what that means, don't you? Well, it, listen, I mean, if you've been paying attention, you know, you know, how many times have we covered? You know these things. Uh, you know, with with the ADHD and the and the you know the the medication and, and all that stuff. The, now they're now they're trying to uh, single out all the kids for depression, and they act like, oh, we're just going to talk to them. Like, screw yeah. you guys. You guys are going to be pushing antidepressants on kids. I know it's going to happen, right? Yeah. 
But here they, they, they basically just kind of spell it all out for you. They say it means that more children should have better access to preventive care like psychological assessments. And which, then if they put in their vaccines. Which will do what? They're going to is <laughs> vaccines, of course. But the psychological yeah. assessments are going to be counseling kids into transgender belief systems, ideologies. Yeah. You know it. That's yeah. what they want to do now. Yeah. Nothing so else. I mean this is this is the stuff that gets buried. If you if you're not paying and I know a lot of people are like, Oh, why are you covering this mainstream news? Well, yeah, it's because we need to. Yeah. You know, they're putting it right out there here. This is on your favorite, I think, isn't it? Is it CNN? CNN, yeah. It's CNN, yes, News it Stinker, is. CNN. But I'm, you know what? They, they put this stuff out like there. <laughs> and, and if you blink, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it doesn't mean that other places won't cover it. But, you know, so when it comes out, I, I, I nail it wherever it's at. Because well, you do. We, and we can decipher it, you know? Well, immediately, and I only had to read the first paragraph in the headline to know that this was about medicating children with psychiatric drugs and counseling services, which are going to warp their minds because the ideology of those that are yeah. going to be counseling. And vaccines. I and, mean, and it, vaccines, right. They're, they're trying very hard to uh, make this a regular thing in the schools. Yeah. And every once in a while, you'll see an article where a parent finds out about it and they push back and they, they, they sue. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you can't catch them all, you know. And so I, I think, um, you know, this is part of the agenda. This is part of the plan. Is they want to just start just vaccinating kids uh, on the regular, yeah, in school, which is going to drive more kids into homeschooling, which I guess isn't such a bad thing. But you know, what's the damage that's going right. to be done to to the kids in general? Uh, I'm just looking know, at the so-called experts commenting on this, including Rochelle Davis, president and CEO of the Health Schools Campaign. This is a national nonprofit that works with schools to ensure all kids have access to healthy school environments. This is a scam. This is a an astroturf organization promoting drugs and vaccines. And uh, Davis says she believes the Biden administration's announcement today could make a huge difference to improve a generation, this generation of students' physical and mental health. Look, they won't acknowledge that they've destroyed previous generations' physical and mental health with all of their vaccines and drugs. They just want to keep piling it on. She says, I think it will be transformative. Ooh, again, that's a secret word. It means we're going to turn girls into boys and boys into girls or non-binaries. And bottom line, she says, this is good for students. It's good for schools. It's good for the public because it's using federal resources very efficiently. The federal government has no resources except that which it steals from us, period. And efficient use of it is not good. It means termination of life the life forms they don't want, those that are awake or those who weren't and now are in trouble like these children here at Autism One and others. As Judy Mikovits said, did you hear her? She said, this is basically a death machine. They are intentionally killing with these shots. You don't violate, and I've said this for so many years, the concept of vaccines is not bad per se, like giving a, some kind of sensitization to your immune system so you're better, you got a leg up should something you know you encounter. But the administration of it via injection that's a wholesale violation of the integrity of your body, bodily integrity. Violate a million layers of immune uh, function and bypass it to inject. There is no way you can, uh, you can claim that that's good for the body. Yet that is, of course, what they attempt to do or ignore, if you will. So what is this paragraph you just... Now, now tell me something. Does this, does this, uh, can you read that? Does this yeah. uh, concern you at all? Do you read that real quick. All right. The guidance issued today also clarifies to states that they cannot impose restrictions on the mental health services offered to children. Oh, good Lord. So they're not... They're, <laughs> this is for DeSantis, who doesn't want woke ideology in the schools. 
For example, it says states can no longer deny mental health services to children in Medicaid who don't yet have an official mental health diagnosis. So we're scouring you to give you a mental health diagnosis. And in order to do so, we are going to make sure that you can't stop this from happening. And it then says currently, if a child didn't have a specific diagnosis, the reports or experts say it can be challenging for children to actually. Yeah, because they're not going to be trapped with the diagnosis that leads them into vicious, brutal and ugly and often deadly interventions that they don't need. Yeah, like therapy or prescription drugs, it says here. Exactly. So look at this is the reason. Listen, I, and I whatever I'm going to pat myself on the back. Do so. I do. I do yeah. pull these things from these news organizations because they're putting it all out there plainly for people to see. And you know, somebody next week or two weeks from now might pick up on this and put it on their website. But you know, we're grabbing this now because we want you guys to see what it is that's going on. Yeah. And I mean, they they don't even hide it. See you in a bit. They don't even hide it. And I, I, what is it? They just think that people aren't going to recognize this or understand what it is that they're saying? Oh, I know. It's stunning, isn't it? Stunning. And you, yeah, you, the language of the medical matrix is there for all to see. Thankfully, Super Don, masterful in your presentation and observation. And I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying, you know, it's just like, stop harassing me because I pulled something from CNN because that's an important detail right there. The student you know? becomes the teacher before you were but the Padawan. And now, so what's the solution? What's the solution? Mm-hmm. Be careful where you send your kids to learn. Yeah, I know. Keep you know? them out. Keep them out. Yeah. Uh, they're trying. They're trying to grab your kids. Christine, you're right. I'm having a ball seeing everybody. I'm waving at people. I'm wanting to give them a hug while I'm on the air. Like <laughs> I can't stop while we're doing you the live. You need podcast. to. Pre- you need to perfect the uh, the wave. The wave. Gotta, I don't do that. You wave. gotta do the, like the the beauty queen wave. Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. We see it. It's out there. But I can't do it. <laughs> So, yeah, beautiful smiles here. I love it. This is a wonderful time. So uh, I know we've got, oh, we're doing great on time. And then I've got to be on stage with Dr. Stephanie Seneff and Dr. Judy Mikovits and uh, Dr. Schneider, I think. I've got to see who else. Uh, But anyway, that's coming up. That's why we're, for those of you tuning in early, that's why we did an early broadcast today. And we're going to replay in the normal time slot for those of you catching it then. It's only, it would only be a couple of hours old then, but that's not a big deal. It's still very viable what's happening here. And I'll have, it looks like I've got such a good setup here, Superdone, that I'll probably be able to do some more interviews with folks over the weekend. And we can add it into the weekday or add into the Sunday broadcast because uh, we're going to be covering Australia on Sunday, but I want to cover more from Autism One on, on our Sunday radio show. So we'll probably have two new hours on Sunday. Dude, I got to tell you, and I don't know if other people can notice, let me put you full screen here. Yeah, but this is like the sharpest, best connection I think I've ever seen you have on a remote. Yeah, I mean the sound is perfect, the picture is perfect. We got high definition going on here. Really, pretty awesome. An amazing guy that's part of the audio crew here at the this hotel convention center. He was covering. You know, we did the memorial for Ed Aranga last night, and I was the. I don't know why, but I was the last person to speak. That's how they set it up. And I was just like honored, humbled, and I was very emotional about what was going on. And afterwards, I don't know. They, I think they were all moved. And this guy works here, and, it, and he comes up to me and says, uh, my name, well, you're not old enough, but you remember the Fonz, Happy Days? The Fonz, I'm like, dude, I am old enough. We grew up on the <laughs> And I didn't know why he was saying that. He says, my name is is the Fonz spelled with a G, Gons. This guy's Gons. Uh, nice guy. And he hooked me up with a, a direct ethernet line where i get 100 gig up and down it normally doesn't wow, happen that's cool. so so that's nice. why it's a gift it's a real gift it doesn't always happen so yeah. i want to take advantage of that and interview as many people as i can as long as i'm still how upright. old did he think you were that's a heck of a compliment well look at me 
Do you I don't look, remember the fawns? How could you, you not remember the fawns? Do I look my age? How old do I look other than the gray hair? When I was a kid, I had fawns socks. Yeah. I did. I had. I think I might have had a Fonzie lunchbox. Hey, right? Yeah. Everybody loved the Fonz back then. Yeah. So uh, let's see. What else is going on? I, Stephanie Seneff is on, on the main stage right now. Um, they're going to make this available as a video later. I don't think they're live streaming the event. Yeah. But I wish there were so many more people here. Uh, that's the only thing that disappoints me. And, and I know there are a lot of reasons for it. But thankfully, they're capturing it all on video. So uh, the Autism One will... You know, all the, the great presentations will be available to watch at another time. I don't know when and where, but when I find out, I'll let you know. <sighs> My goodness. All right. Well, today's newsletter went out late just because okay. of what we had going on here, but it went out about 10, 15 minutes ago. And so I don't have anything to show you, but I can show you the article uh, that prompted the uh, question of the day. Yeah. What is this? Oh, good and Lord. What is this? Lab made steaks. In U.S. grocery stores soon, cultured meat closer to reality thanks to an, a UCLA biophysicist. I don't know if I want to thank him or slap him. I don't want to thank him. <laughs> Do we really want meat? We want. Well, yeah, I guess according to what we're reading here, and to this guy from UCLA, doctor or woman, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and I take back the slap because it's a woman. It's closer. Yeah, you can't slap one. Uh, snap out of it but um yeah apparently has made made some advances here there's there's uh, amy amy Rowat. well you know what uh we should condemn, condemn her to make her eat her creation for eternity uh, i think well i'm not happy about this you know right. listen here and this, this is my thought on the situation um you look at prices right now, and I'll tell you what, I, I read some other articles today and spoke with some people this morning, uh -huh. and it really, dude, things are looking really not good uh, uh, when it comes to what's happening food. with the drought, Yeah, food supply. what's happening with the ranchers and the farmers. There are farmers that are destroying their crops because they know that the crops are not going to uh, make it because of the lack of water, and so they're just destroying the crops that are in the field because there's no way they're going to reach maturity. Mm -hmm. uh, there are ranchers that are selling off their cattle because they don't have the ability to be able to water and feed them. Uh, they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And so there's some crazy stuff going on as far as agriculture goes now. And uh, so I, I was looking at this article about the lab meat, right? The schmeat. Yeah. And I'm just going... Is this going to turn into a thing where like a pound of a real hamburger mm -hmm. is going to cost more than a pound of lab hamburger? Yeah. Uh, I well, could see that happening. I uh, think that that would be a Bill Gates nefarious agenda. Uh, honestly, just like if we can make the, the regular real meat so expensive you can't afford it then, and then we subsidize all of the artificial meat. then You know, you, you, you can know. choose either between the lab meat or the cricket powder, you know, and it's kind of like, or the, you yeah. know, the, the, the yeah. mealworm or something, you know, it's just like, they are it's cheaper we, and it's just as good for you. Did we um, cover the story of them just adding bugs to things on purpose as ingredients? Yeah, we did. We covered that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, this is where they want you to go. Yeah. They want you to eat bugs. They're still going to be eating the real steak. You know that. Right. And, uh, you're not in the club as George. It's going to be said. an elitist uh, thing yeah. to have cattle, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know, dude. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's getting, getting my attention. I, I'm one who doesn't, 
really panic about things. And I'm not saying that I'm panicking, but I'm paying attention. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is just, you know, it's it's just this this ongoing situation that that's developing a, a potential crisis. So, yeah, and I know you were uh, always the reluctant one to just jump in and adopt the uh, I don't know the early warnings sometimes, but it takes a lot for you to get there. So if you're talking about it super deep, people should take this seriously because you're not. It's at least something to pay attention to, and if nothing else. I think it's a good time to take the advice that that you know that we've talked about here, and that you've heard other people talk about, which is preparing for situations, right? Yeah. You know, we talk about growing food, uh, and that's one part of it. But there, it goes beyond that because you can grow food, and hey, I got I got food, yeah. but do you have water? No, I don't have. Well, then how you're going to grow your food if you don't have water, right? Yeah. You know. Water's an important thing, you know, and and um, I don't know. It's something I think we need to talk more about. Sure. Have you uh, redirected some of your uh, resources to addressing some of these issues? I'm working on it. You know, it's just like I, it's it's something I'm just like everybody else. I'm no better than anybody else that, I, that we're talking yeah. to right now. I'm in the same boat as everybody else. And so it now I'm I'm just starting to pay attention to it, so now I'm starting to look into it. Right, and and I think it's important that we share that information with other people. Because so, I think about priorities. Okay, you do what you prioritize. If you really believe it's important, you find a way to do it. Until you prioritize it enough, you'll find a million excuses as to why you don't want, you're not going to do it. Right. And if you believe it's real and needed, you're going to go okay. I had all of this. I was going this way. Now I'm going to go because I really now until you are ready and you feel it, nobody can drag you there. And that's the point of this show. We bring you this information. I talk about it just from my heart and and what I investigate, say this is what I'm doing because this is what I believe and perceive is very important. Not everybody has the same value system at the moment I have it. And I'm not going to yell and scream at people. But at the same time, I'm going to keep bugging the poo out of people sometimes, <laughs> you know, about growing food, for instance, and Super Don, you're doing it. And, you know, lately we were talking about the, the physical exercise thing as well, uh, which that was an amazing interview with this young man who had cystic fibrosis, CF, oh, yeah. overcome that so was, much. Uh, James Richardson. Yeah, he, that was yes. something else. And, uh, you know, this is something that uh, if you understand how important it is, then you will, nothing will get in your way. When I found out how important it was for me to eat cleaner food, organic food, nothing could stop me. I was like, nope, that's that's where my resources are going to be going because I want to live. I do not want to suffer with chronic ailments any longer. And I recognize the connection. Now, if I didn't recognize the connection, why would I spend the time, energy, and effort to do something that was initially difficult, inconvenient? On and on it goes. Yeah. Uh, so if you value something enough, it's not going to be something you'll make an excuse about. You'll be like, uh, this is what I got to do. And yep. you find a way to do it is my point. Yeah. It's definitely something worth looking into. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we've got about, uh, about three minutes oh, left. Man. Did I we think go fast or what? today, just because oh. of the situation, we're going to forego the bonus time. Really? Not even a minute. <laughs> Not, yeah, I think. Okay. Just to All right, make so, sure so let's, that I've got enough let's time take these last three minutes to make announcements or anything that I forgot to mention. I did okay. mention orange guard. Uh, shout out to the Trinity uh, School of Natural Health, of course, trinityschool.org, as well as the Health Freedom Expo, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. Shout out to Nutritional Frontiers, of course, as well as Christopher uh, Key we had on the other day talking about the IGF-1 and more, their air purifier that we connected with. And 
any other updates or announcements we need to make before we wrap up today? Uh, let's see. So uh, today is Friday. Somehow we got yeah. to Friday already. Um, so uh, again, on Sunday, we've got an interview with with uh, that you did with someone in Australia. Yes. And, and what was that? Up. What was that interview about? It was basically catching us up on on the aftermath of all the vicious lockdown, of all the craziness, right? Yeah. And, and and what is the state of Australia like now? What are people doing? What is possible? Could this happen again? It's another warning sign. We talk about the danger of democracy, even if you're in fan, a fan of democracy. So uh, yeah. it, it's a real powerful update from a new okay. guest, new supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. So, so that'll be an hour one, hour two. Yeah. Uh, we're potentially looking at, at more uh, interviews that you're going to do here at Autism One over the weekend. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who will get on for Sunday second hour, but I will now know I have the ability to do so. The limitation is me and my level of exhaustion when I'm at these events. Do I have the time to be able to sit down and, and interview people? But the setup is right. So I'm thinking we'll be able to do recording for that and maybe more. So I'm excited about the setup right. here at Autism One. And then we'll be back live uh, like usual on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's fine. We'll be back live on Monday. I don't know who we have scheduled as guests. Do you know? We've got a Dr. Grayson Dart. Um, okay. That is uh, scheduled, and I'm trying to remember. Grayson Dart uh, was not prepared for this. I know who this oh, guy is. He was uh, referred to us by by someone else, but it escapes me at the moment. So anyway, that'll be our guest. Uh, so We've been far. having some great guests. By the way, I'm looking at the Super Don on Facebook, mm -hmm. and it's like only a few seconds behind, and it's completely what do they call it? closed captioned or whatever they're actually writing what i say yeah they do that on on facebook sometimes that's unreal yeah. i mean it's in real time this is all obviously artificial intelligence i should be frightened or afraid i don't know what is it what is it what is it saying that you're saying is it accurate <laughs> yes that'd be a great way to sabotage wouldn't it oh it is but hi i'm robert scott bell and i really think you should get vaccinated that's what it said in class closed captions right and yeah, it's exactly right. I, I don't know that if somebody got a hold of this and warped it, it could make you say anything. But it's very impressive and scary all at the same time. But we will continue to utilize social media networks for all that they're worth to get the word out, to bring the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. And uh, ultimately, this is an empowering journey together, even as many of us have felt disempowered over time. Some may feel it today. But our intent, my intent, is to recognize that you are a divine spark of creation of God and that when you recognize it as well, that power comes flowing back to you and you are no longer disempowered. And my job as a healer, if you call me that, is to reconnect you to the source of all healing. It's not for me to do anything for you or to you. It's to reconnect you to the source of all healing and that is your divinity and how the spirit communicates and heals you. And if I've done that, man, I'm feeling really good. And Super Don helps me so much. He doesn't even know. Maybe he does know a little bit, but... Uh, he, when I called him yesterday, it was his anniversary. By the way, happy anniversary to you and your wife. Thank you. 21 uh, years. Yeah, 21 years. And I said, Super D, do you think we can go early today? He's like, uh, yeah, I guess we could do that. I'm like, dude, <laughs> so awesome. No. Yeah. Is that what I was supposed to say? Yeah. Well, you know, you would have been in, well within your rights to say so on your anniversary. Leave me alone. We do what we got to do. So thanks to Lori Harvey. Thank you to Brian Hooker. Thank you to... Uh, Dr. G.D. Mikovits and, and all those that we're connecting with here. And thank you for everybody supporting the show. We have our AMA coming up for our patron supporters on the 20-something. 7th, I think. 27th of Saturday, uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
please support those that support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. And uh, we will forego the bonus round because Superdon's got to reinitialize this to get started. I got to reprogram everything. So if you caught this, the tail end of this, uh, you can just hang out. And this is going to replay here in about 13 minutes mm -hmm. uh, on all of our social media. And you can go over to robertscottbill.com slash listen and check it out there with the chat room. And once again, you know, dedicate uh, today's broadcast and many to our dearly departed friend, Stephen Quinto, a mentor and, and more. Uh, the developer of Sovereign Silver Argent 23, and set the stage. And love and prayers to the entire Quinto family, those who love and knew Stephen, um, you know, are mourning his loss, at the same time acknowledging what he did to help so many and help me as well and my family to be be all of us. Super Don is impacted by this as well. So uh, acknowledging that little sad, tinge of sadness, but at the same point we celebrate uh, the innovation that these great people have brought us while they were here. And we'll continue on in that tradition and more because the power to heal is yours.